What's up? And welcome back. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily, and it's time to get spooky. Wow, what a day it's been. It's it's been a long Monday for all of us. It's been a long day. But you know what? I'm going on vacay at the end of this week, and that's all I'm saying. Where are you going? Blast. We're going to Mexico City. Yeah. Jealous. We're going to have fun. I encourage you to visit the Allende family, Fernando Allende. That's your friend? Uh-huh. Um, and the Besudos. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. The, oh, I think it's Madrazos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That family. Those are all your friends? Yeah, from Bravo. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're really funny. Yeah. And they know how to party. Well, you know me. I so, l- love to party, so. Yeah. We like to party. We Love it. We like we like to party. We like it and we love it. Mm-hmm. You know what time it is? It's yep. time for another ghoul talk. Woo! Dude, is it? My favorite. If this is your first ghoul talk, that means these are listener stories. Dude, we love this. And we're ready. Yeah. You these, guys these are the stories. Out. Yeah. These are the stories that make the critics believe. Truly. <laughs> the critics. Alright. The skeptics. The skeptics. Truly. Kylie, you look like you're ready to take it away. Oh, you want she's me to? Her, she's I got her go bells up in the sure. air, and she is ready to fly. <laughs> That's me. Go ahead, princess. All right, this one is from our listener, Amen. 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 Hey, ghoulies. I'm a new listener to the podcast, and gotta admit, I'm hooked. Trying to work on that, though, since I'm probably spending an unhealthy amount of time listening to stories about dead people and the spooky shenanigans they get up to. Same. See, I like, yeah, you like have to take a break sometimes, right? Like, cause I do. Well, you would think that I feel like you know? that is the healthy like, thing to do. Murder yeah. is too much, and it's like I gotta roll it back. Yeah. I mean, and, and like murder. Tell, tell when when I'm ready. Yeah. If we're talking about murder, yeah, right, I, right, I feel right, like murder. I would need to but take like, breaks. Yeah, paranormal, like twenty four seven. Yeah, it never stops. Never. never stops. They're all around. <laughs> okay. Back to the story. Mm-hmm. Back in the fall, I moved from Boston. Hello, I'm also from Boston. She is. <laughs> it's it's a not fact. a lie. It's not a fib. It's a literal fact. From Boston <laughs> to West <laughs> Texas. And my then-girlfriend came with to help with the drive. Our last stop together was in New Orleans. We did all the normal touristy things, but I wanted to do something special for our final night together before she flew home. I came up with the perfect date. A late-night paranormal investigation of a haunted former Catholic orphanage. Shut up. Could this be? I think it's St. Vincent's Infant Asylum, which we <gasps> also went to and investigated. So I, Dude. I'm waiting to hear back from Eamon if it is. Yeah. But I wonder sounds, if he's gotten to that episode yet. Yeah, we it were sounds there like it. Too. He's in for a treat if he, he hasn't gotten to it yet. Okay. I've always had an unhealthy interest in the paranormal. And Teresa, I'm guessing was his then-girlfriend, has been told she's extra sensitive to otherworldly things, and even that she is often accompanied by certain spirits. Ooh. Oh, dope. Even though we'd met at one of the most haunted universities in the country. Uh, Ooh. I don't know. What? Let us know. Dude, where? In New Uh, England, no doubt. uh, Oh, there he is. Spirit. A moth. Let him go. He's (laughs) with us. Let him, let him, he's with Kyle. Okay. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys, we had a bug interruption just now. It's it was a, a spirit. Small moth. Small moth. Moth. They're spirits. Yeah. My yeah. mom thinks so. Linda. She's not listening. She's not listening. <laughs> Even though we'd met at one of the most haunted universities in the country, neither of us had ever had any significant experiences, but I talked about it a lot before. She rolled her eyes at me at first, but I could tell she was interested, and after a bit mild begging, she was on board. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to beg me to go no. there. No, no. She'd invite you. <laughs> She'd invite you. After a short and unproductive large group session, we were broken into two smaller groups to do more personal investigations. Teresa and I were locked in a small room that used to belong to the place's super nun or whatever. Mm. Number seven, minutes in heaven, though, because we were about to have the ever-living <laughs> dookie scared out of us. Uh-oh. <laughs> the whole time we were in there, we would get moving EMF hits at our waist, i.e. goddamn spoopy ghost child height. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, there was a line of them along the far wall. That's scary. Teresa thought the kids might be scared of us and were trying to hide, so I sat on the floor with an EMF meter on the ground next to me and asked if any kids wanted to sit with me. I watched the EMF reading shoot up and hold steady while I sat there. Then Teresa asked if there were more than one spirits with us. The spirit box, which had been quiet except for some static, counted off one, two, three, Shut four in different up. voices. What, dude? No. <laughs> okay, we're de- we're out. Minutes up, Jill. We're gone. Too many people. Yeah. Hello, capacity. <laughs> Fire hazard to have that many people right. in one room. I asked if there was anyone standing next to me, and I heard what sounded like higher. I raised e- the EMF meter to about my head height and got another hit. I kept raising it, lost the signal after about six feet, lowered it again, and heard perfect. Wicked creepy, as we hadn't heard anything when we asked if there were adults in the room with us. So either they joined late, or it initially wanted to remain hidden. Or he can float. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or that. It's like I know when I die, I'm gonna have the capability float. She's gonna be. She's gonna be a floater. Everywhere. Emily's gonna be a floater. You won't see me walking. Also, won't be same height. I mm-hmm. loved that he wrote Wicked Creepy because after being here for four years, I've lost. I don't really say wicked unless I go home he and then it comes better. back. When I, I used to go visit my family in Vermont, Vermont. I would come home saying wicked. <laughs> Steve says it sometimes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or when I was hanging out with Sydney, my friend who's originally from Boston, and she was visiting this weekend, she mm-hmm. was saying it. Mm. And I probably said it at some point. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> wicked off track. Not long after that, (laughs) (laughs) not long after that, they let us out of the room, and we met up in a former bunk room with the rest of the group. Well, with the one couple still there, the other six people on the tour had fucked off early after a spirit (laughs) yelled at them to leave from the spirit box. Wait, they straight up left? Yeah, they were told to leave. Oh my god, (laughs) we didn't have an experience like that. This crazy. No, ours was pretty mild. Whew! Because we were with some drunks. I swear. I wanted them out. Yeah. I wish they had fucked off. I think they might have left a little earlier than everyone else. I at some point I didn't remember their presence, so I was cool with it. <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay. We were briefed there were 
There was much darker energy in this end of the building, in the words evil and rape often came up in investigations. There are rumors of lots of abuse by priests and doctors, so I guess that's where that would have happened. We had a couple more spirit box sessions with more intelligent responses. More than anything, though, I felt different in this part of the building. I was nauseous, not just from the fried alligator we had eaten earlier. (gasps) (laughs) And something instinctual made me really not want to see or interact with any more spirits. Earlier, I was excited by the activity. Now I was scared, and I couldn't quite say why. Finally, after a flurry of EMF and spirit box responses as we packed up, we left. I felt less nauseous as soon as we stepped outside and got a massive chill literally as I crossed the property line. The guides were all in a great mood, as apparently that was the most activity they had gotten in weeks, and asked us four remaining guests to come back since the ghosts liked us so much. Not sure how I feel about being ghost bait, but whatever. That's <laughs> funny. Ghost bait. Anyway, that's more than enough for one email. Sorry it got so long, but it was a wild AF couple hours, and that's not even everything we experienced. More stories to come later. Stay <gasps> spooky, friends. Oh my god. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. And never apologize for the length Stop. of an email. I, like, I don't like that. We never. love details. We it's, love length. We right. love It's the all deeps. in the story, yeah. man. Yeah. And the listen, you got people around you that are surrounded, so you got more stuff to tell. Yeah. yeah I'm sure. You guys are sensitive. I can't wait. Awesome. Mm, mm, Give mm, us another mm. one. Let's hear another story. All right. So you're talking Boston right. to me, and I love it. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Long or short? Long or short? Short. Yeah. Okay. Then, then I'm next. All right. Do All it right. to All it, right. Em. Oh, oh, oh. We read stories based on our height. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you want it, my, the paper in my hand? You want me to be ready. Yeah. It's you, girl. I thought you said you were going. No, no I got the long story. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you okay. can tell we're very organized around right. here. <laughs> no idea. Guys, we're getting old. That's honestly That's the only honest answer. to God truth. Yeah, totally. Also, Too we old. were all really good students growing up, and I feel like... I, I never do my homework. I don't know what happened. Maybe we just got burnt out, or maybe I'm speaking I personally, but I'm like... I don't know when I'm just so time. tired. And if I were to go back to school now, I don't I'd know, be guys. fucked. Oh, yeah. I would be so screwed. I would never be able to hold a job. I almost wish that. I didn't. Do At least well what in I'm doing now, now, I was thriving. Out. Yeah. <laughs> With mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Don't burn. Don't burn yourself out, kids. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Yeah. All right. Just, continue. Just learn. There's a lot of school talk going on. By the way, have y'all been uh, okay in the news? Oh, the, the college, the college. Uh, scandal. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, call your parents, make sure they didn't pay. Varsity you know, Blues. No, Mine definitely <laughs> didn't pay for what I did. <laughs> Mine either. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Uh, you know who's next, guys? Who? Yagul Jada. Jada. What is up? Hi, Jada. Listen, Jada. Is um, Fatima? You know, you yeah. remember her story? Yes, she's her oldest daughter. <gasps> no way! We yeah, got the whole fam. and recently heard the Nola story that her mom told, or that we told. Maybe I don't know. I think Fatima told. Fatima shared the story. Yeah, and we, we read and, it. Yeah, we read it, and she wanted to tell her own. Awesome. How cool is that? We love I think it. It's tight. We do. We love it. 
So this is Jada. After uh, she heard her mom's story, it inspired her to tell her own paranormal experience. And she says her mom's side of the family has always had an inner touch of spirituality. So I think maybe it's, like, connected to her, you know? I'm like sure. Like a mom-daughter thing. Definitely. For years now, we've had an apparition coming through not only our dreams, but in real life. When mm. I was younger, I had always seen this same little girl through a window. I had assumed that she had lived in the one in the one house until she began popping up all throughout abandoned houses in town. Crazy. Oh, my God. <clears throat> it's like, Hello? <laughs> uh, Hello? Excuse me. Hello? Grandma? No. Hello? Maybe not. I don't know. One night something felt off. I was incredibly nauseous and dizzy like I had never been before. I got some crackers to settle my stomach and eventually fell asleep. I had woken up around 2 a.m., but my whole room was dark. It was strange because I had kept on a dim lamp that, that night. I tried to sit up, but I couldn't. And it felt like somebody was fluctuating all of their weight onto my chest, and I couldn't move. Ooh. I remember being hot, just so hot. About what felt like a half an hour later, the room filled with a cool air. I saw at the end of my bed the same little girl. Mm-mm. The difference was that I could see her face. It was pale as if it was sick. Yeah. She's ill. Mm-hmm. Bruh. <laughs> She had a little lacy white dress covered in black checkers. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting choice. You know? She's trying a uh, new lookout for this season. Okay. <laughs> She's seen. You She's know? wearing like the Maybe bands. Maybe she knows. Maybe she knows what's coming. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, she had long black hair cascading down. I remember this all very vividly because she was there looking at me for so long. What was strange was I could feel her staring, but yet I couldn't see her eyes. Hmm. I had suddenly woken up in a sweat. Nobody was there. I had dreams of her for about a month. I didn't think it was of significance, so I had never spoken, excuse me, spoken to my mom about it. One morning I had seen her standing in the living room. It wasn't a trick of the light because I stood there for 30 seconds with my mouth wide open. I suddenly felt panic. I ran to the bathroom and shut the door. The thumping was increasing, getting so loud that it was deafening. All of a sudden, it stopped. Later, I had talked to my mom about it, and she didn't say a word. I was confused. When I asked why, she had said I had been seeing the same little girl in my dreams. I couldn't have been more shocked. I've never felt an evil so dark. After that, I began protecting myself much better than before. With that being said, my story is coming to a close. I really hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. Dude, thank you that so much for sharing and crazy. Part of that super sounds creepy. like sleep paralysis to me. Okay, she's reminding me of something. What? So I've been, I, as a little girl, had the craziest dreams over and over and over again of the same thing. And I think, have I told it before? I don't know, maybe. It's like in black and white, and there's this guy, and it's like, it's like I'm watching a screen, almost. And this guy comes out, and he's wearing like an, an old 19, 1910s kind of like suit and a, and a hat. 
and he comes out and he's like walking and it's that like that old timey like film, you know, yeah. like kind of like stop play kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. And he comes out and he just turns and he faces me directly through the screen and then all of a sudden he blows up into this big, like, figure, like, one of those paintings, Oh, you know? we have talked about yeah. this, because I remember the blowing up part. Into spiders. Yes, I do remember and I this. I had this dream over and over and over again. Because I had a recurring dream so of weird. spiders, too. And the creepiest part definitely was the beginning. Like, I was, it like, reminds I me of the Ring movie. Right? Yeah, I was like, I, and I don't know when it started. It was definitely before I had seen the Ring. Oh, I was, of course. Like, young. Yeah. yeah. I've never dreamt in black and white before. Was it just the screen that was black was and white like or your CPA. entire? It was like black and white. It was like a sepia. So weird. You know? My only reoccurring dreams that I remember, it's always, I'm back in high school, there's a test, <laughs> and I had no idea. For sure. Yeah. I'm like, why am I having that at the age of 29? I mean, I still <laughs> miss, you know, college exams. A lot. I mean, yeah. a lot of times it's like I'm at graduation for college, and I and they're like, "You never took science," and I was like, "I don't. Oh, never, yeah. I never had like you're to a few take credits science." Short. Yeah, I've had one like, like that. What the frick? I never had to take science, and then I wake up and I'm like, "Did I take science?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't." Did I take science? Shit. And then I'm like, "I didn't have to, you idiot. Just a dream." <sighs> and you graduated years ago. You Journalism. did great. Thank you. You did great. But nightmares, my God. But for real, yeah. And she... Brains scare me. The subconscious is horrifying. (laughs) For real. I agree. All right. I've got another one for you. Yes. This comes from Joey. Hi, Joey. Hey. Uh, I'm going to preface this by saying we follow Joey on Instagram, and the stories that I see from Joey's account... Dope. Fire. Uh, Really? Fire. Posts, fire. 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 Oh, my God. All right. Joey says, hi, soul sisters. (laughs) First and foremost, I have to thank you for your podcast. I am so happy I found this podcast. It's so good and literally keeps me up at night. Uh, It means a lot. Adore, adore, adore. (laughs) Before I start, please find two attached photos for reference. (gasps) One is a picture of my Halloween costume, and the other is a picture of my room. Show me now. I don't have the pictures printed for you, but we are going to share them. I have permission. I asked. Awesome. Okay. So, folks, you'll be seeing these soon. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, I have been obsessed with horror movies and scary ghost stories. Same. (laughs) <laughs> Little did I know that I'd have my very own paranormal experience dur- during my college years. Uh, I went to college in beautiful Santa Cruz, California. Go UCSC banana slugs. <laughs> Woo! What? Is that real? I love that. Is it that. real? Because I love it. I love it. And I hope they had, like, a banana slug as the mascot. Those are delicious. I, so. I mean, it was their mascot, but, like, it, they had a real one. I lived in a house with my two best friends. This was my first time living on my own and being the broke college student that I was, purchased most of my things from the local thrift store. My favorite thrift finds included a very comfy computer chair, an IKEA desk, and a Britney Spears poster from 1999. Dude, a classic. Way to go, recycle. You know? Reduce, reuse, recycle. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The house we lived in was pretty modern, so I didn't expect it to be haunted at all. Fast forward to Halloween. Halloween? Halloween! Jiminy if you want to call it that. Where we threw a huge house party. 
My last minute costume idea was a Ouija board. I used gold puff paint to draw a Ouija board on a black shirt and found a planchette at a thrift store to use as my headpiece. Genius. Late into the night, after many drinks, someone had the idea to play the Ouija board, but there was only one problem. We didn't have one. So my drunk idiot self took off my shirt and told everyone we could use it as a makeshift Ouija board. Damn it, I thought he was going to lay down. (laughs) (laughs) I also... Like a body shot. Yeah. Body Ouija. Body Ouija. I also took the planchette off my head and we used that as well. We played and asked questions like, is there a ghost here? How did you die? Are you a demon? (laughs) That escalated quickly. Is my butt big? (laughs) Uh Oh. Basically, we were drunk, not three... Not thinking straight and asking questions we shouldn't have been asking. The planchette moved to yes every time, even when it wasn't a yes or no question. Nothing happened that night. Our friends went home and I went upstairs to bed. Uneventful. Hmm. A while later, weird things started happening around the house that we all noticed and felt. They didn't happen often, but when they did, it was noticeable. You could hear footsteps downstairs in the middle of the night when we were all upstairs. Hmm. Random cabinets in the kitchen would be open when we'd all get home from class, or the TV in the living room would randomly turn on and off. One night, I went upstairs to my room to study. When I went to sit down on my computer chair, it felt like I sat on someone's lap. No. Alarmed, I got up, looked at the chair, and instinctively said, I'm sorry, but no one was in the chair. That's nice. It freaked me out, and I quickly turned my back to the chair. I was now facing the sliding glass door that led to my balcony, and I saw what looked like a woman staring at me from outside. I walked towards it to get a closer look and realized the woman wasn't outside, and it was a reflection of her on my sliding glass door. She was in the room with me. Dude, that's my nightmare. That's why you don't be having sliding glass doors that's in your bedroom. That's my nightmare, legit. Yeah, no. There was, a, there was a house I moved into in college my junior year, and there was a room with sliding glass doors. And you were like, outside, and I was like, no. hell no. Uh-uh. This room had its own bathroom, and I still said no. Mm-mm. No, no, I don't trust that. I don't trust that. Hell no. For the inside mm. and the outside. You yeah. got me? I screamed and ran out of my room into my friend's room. While bawling my eyes out, I explained to her everything and and said that I saw an old woman dressed in black in the reflection of my window. I slept in her room that night and we staged my room the next morning. I moved the chair to the corner of my room and never sat in it again. I was so scared that my Catholic mom had to come up from (laughs) Southern California to bless my room and say prayers. Nothing happened after that for the rest of the school year. During summer break, my mom and I went on vacation to the Philippines. We were in a shopping mall when an old woman came up to me. She said, Hi, I know this will sound odd, but have you been playing with a Ouija board? What? I told her that I did as a joke with my friends, and she replied, It's not a joke. Whatever you were talking to is in your house and is waiting for you to return. It is sitting in the black chair in your room. No, no, no. No! There's no way! I looked at her with fear in my eyes, turned the other way, and ran to the restroom to vomit. I was deathly afraid. How could someone know about this, especially since we were in another country? My mom swears that she didn't know who that old lady was, and no one would have told her this story since it was just her and I on vacation. I spent the rest of my trip feeling anxious with the thought of something waiting for me to come home. I returned home from vacation terrified. I couldn't sleep with that chair in my room, so we moved it into the garage. Nothing weird happened anymore except the feeling that there was a presence in my room. I stopped spending time in there and often found myself sleeping on the couch or in another room. 
We lived in that house for the next three years, and after graduation, we all moved out to start the next chapter of our lives. I donated my computer chair back to the same thrift shop I got it from and wished it good riddance. I ended up moving to my own place in Santa Cruz, a couple of miles from our old place. This time around, I had a college degree and a real job, so no more thrift store furniture for me. After coming home from work one day, I noticed a new couple moving into the unit across from mine. My heart stopped when I saw them carrying up the exact computer <gasps> chair I had just donated oh a couple God. of weeks yeah. prior. <laughs> I up. ran up to them and asked them where they got it, and of course, it was from the same Shut. thrift store I donated <laughs> it to. I decided not to sound like a crazy neighbor and spare them the story. I've been living in this place for a year now, and sometimes I can feel that that thing's presence watching me from my neighbor's window. And in my head, I can almost hear it saying, I found you. So far, I haven't been possessed, but who knows? Ha ha. Thanks for reading, Joey. Joey, that is horrifying and frightening. That fucking chair followed Joey. Joey, that's that's insane. And the woman in the Philippines? No, no. What? We could write a movie off this fucking chair. Yeah. It's going to have to be a hard pass for me. Hard pass. Okay. I'm not sitting on that. I'm not sitting on that. You won't catch this fanny taking a toot on that poop. It's true. Okay. It's true. You guys. I imagine like a poop, like as like a like a poof cushion on the chair. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This yes. is exciting what I have for you. It's a voice memo. Shut up. Are you ready? I'm. T- this I'm is our first ready. voice memo, and this is. I'm like I've said before. It's totally okay to do this because we understand that you want as much detail as possible in your story. Sometimes it's harder to tell it in email, so you send. A memo. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's so easy that way. All right. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, I'm so excited. Yep. Yeah. Here we go. Hey, my name is Jennifer, and I'm from Austin, Texas, originally from San Antonio, Texas. So I've kind of had um, a curiosity about the paranormal in my entire life. Uh, my mom was a sensitive, and things were always happening in my house, and uh, I've always just sparked a curiosity with me, um, the unexplained. Um But the story that I wanted to tell you uh, was about a famous location in San Antonio, Texas, uh, on the northeast side of town. I don't really want to say the name, uh, but I've always had a curiosity about it. It's about five or five to seven minute drive from my home. And when I was younger, we would always go and actually walk the grounds. And the owner of the property was actually really nice. You know, as long as you know you weren't any riffraff or whatnot, she'd let you walk around and and stuff. So we did. And, uh, But the story that I wanted to tell you was actually about a ghost hunt that I went on about two two years ago, three years ago this September. Wow. I had heard rumors over the years that if you got a certain amount of people together, and you did, you had to have 10 people, uh, you know, 10 people together to actually uh, rent the property overnight to conduct the ghost hunts. So I finally got some people together and... uh, you know, we went. And it was actually uncanny. The Ghost Adventure guys actually have uh, investigated this house and they actually aired the episode the week prior to us going out for the hunt, which was just creepy in itself. Uh, so it was very strange. Again, I've always, you know, had things going on, but I've actually, on the way down to San Antonio when I was driving, I had this, you know, this feeling of trepidation the entire time. And I'd actually 
have been on the property and inside the actual house. I went on a mother-daughter lunch that one of my girlfriends invited me to with her church. She knew that I was into it, and she'd heard that that place was haunted. So we went along. This was when I was like 14 years old, many years ago. And... Uh, didn't have any, you know, bad feelings or whatnot. Yeah, of course, the house is creepy and it's haunted, but it was nothing like when I returned to the house what I experienced. Um, and actually read books about it itself, and it didn't really talk about any of the negative entities. It just talked about the, the famous people who had lived in the house and whatnot and how they had died. I'm going off on a tangent. Uh, so we actually met up for dinner before we went, and uh, it was me and my friend, I'll call him D. He and I went to dinner, and then we drove over to the actual house itself. And uh, there was, like, the main driveway where it goes up to the house, and there was a separate driveway to the left where everyone could park, kind of like in this, like, field area. So we were walking around. We went up to the house. The house was opened, and the owner uh, was probably preparing. You know, we didn't, you know, we didn't actually, like, meet her or whatnot yet. Um, but so we started to walk the grounds, and it was Dee and I. And we walked back down to the actual street itself that the house is on. And we had walked down a little bit of a ways away from the house. And we decided to turn around because it was getting dark. It was, it was getting dark. It was just to that point where, you know, it was twilight. It was just about where you couldn't see anymore, but it was still light enough where you could. So we walk and we pass the first driveway where everyone was parked. And then we get up to the second driveway. And we were on the street still. And we look up, and there's this horse, just this random horse, just standing there in the middle of the street, and it startled us. I mean, it was, this horse was huge, and it was almost, it was looking at us, and it was just standing there. It wasn't moving, you know. My stepmom has horses. It wasn't, you know, horses, like, move around and whatnot. It was just standing there in the middle of the street, and it was very, very strange. Um, and we kind of, like, walked up the driveway because we didn't know if this horse was going to charge us, if it was going to do anything just kind of startled us and we decided to walk away, walk back up to the house um, to, I guess, alert. We were going to alert uh, the owner of the property because there is a horse, there's horse stables and a barn and, and whatnot. And we thought maybe one of the horses or whatnot got loose. So we're walking back up and we got kind of sidetracked. Um, there's a beautiful yard and a gazebo in the front. And we were walking back up to the path and all of a sudden we see this gentleman um, walking the horse back up the path. And it was very strange. It, you know, we said hi and he didn't even acknowledge us. It was almost kind of like we had witnessed a residual haunting. Uh, it, it was just, it was, it was like that we weren't, like we did see it, but we weren't meant to see it. It just played right in front of us. And it was just this eerie feeling. It, and it kind of it was so much, so much of an eerie feeling that both Dee and I were like, well, that was strange because he didn't say anything to us. He didn't acknowledge us. And it was almost kind of like we saw something that we weren't supposed to see. So that was just like the, the kickoff to the night. It was just something very Twin Peaks episode-ish. Um, so we get to the house and the owner, she takes us to, I believe it was the east wing of the house where she sits us down, tells us the history of the property, kind of lays out the ground rules, which you're not supposed to do, tells us it's an overnight investigation and whatnot. And, uh, she let us know, you know, certain things, um, about the house itself. And then she kind of dismissed us, let us go and, and walk the grounds and do whatever we needed to do. We had the house the entire night in the grounds itself as well. And so we're walking around and uh, walked around like the, the inside of the house and whatnot. And the upstairs was actually private residence. Uh, so it was closed off. You weren't allowed to go upstairs. Um, but there was 
you know, at the outside area, there was the front area of the gazebo. They had like a little dollhouse. They had like some barns and stables. I think there was actually like a place in the back of the house that used to be a restaurant. Um, It's been a couple of different retail businesses and whatnot, but that wasn't open. We all ended up actually gravitating towards the barn. And the owner of the property uh, was in there with a couple of my friends. I had taken my friend Dee and my best friend and her boyfriend, whom is an ex-Marine, and uh, my sister-in-law and some of her friends. We just basically kind of had a a bunch of clicks together to make 10 people, you know, to get the, the party going. And we're all in there. And the owner of the property's in there, and she asked us if we wanted to conduct an EVP session. So the barn in on the actual grounds itself is where she said the actual um, negative and evil entities reside. And, uh, you know, knowing about this house over the years and reading things, I wasn't actually aware of the negative entities until actually I had watched the Ghost Hunters episode the week prior. And then, of course, the owner of the property telling us what had happened uh, in, in there. And she led the EVP session with us, and we're all kind of standing around shoulder to shoulder, um, not really making a sound, not moving. We're all, it's dark in there. We're kind of all a little a little scared. And uh, she claims to know that these entities by name, and I don't even like to say the name just because of the, the happenings and the things that happened to me afterwards. Even talking about it now, I feel like... It, I just don't want to. I feel like I closed a door in my life that I don't ever want to open again. And I'll never go on a ghost hunt again after this. I'll tell you that. Uh, But she was like, you know, if you're in here, the person, the entity, it starts with an S. And, uh, you know, if you're in here, make yourself known, say your name. And, you know, she's kind of doing that over and over again, just saying things. And out of nowhere, my best friend's boyfriend, the Marine, screams like a five-year-old child. I never heard him scream like that in my life. It was a blood-curdling, frightful scream. And we all kind of stop and we're like, you know, what? What's going on? What's wrong? What happened? He's like, something scratched me. Something scratched me, bro. I mean, he was just, he was freaking out, freaking out. And sure as shit, he lifts up his arm or lifts up his his, uh, shirt and he's got this huge scratch going up his arm. You know, it it was actually welting up as we were looking at it. We all had flashlights. We were looking at him and you could see in his eyes, he was trying not to cry. He was freaking out. He was scared. We were all scared. Um, And uh, we were kind of doting on him for a couple minutes and whatnot. And, you know, he was like, stop it, stop it. You know, let's, let's just continue with the session. So we did. And we continue with the session and whatnot. And about a couple minutes into the continuance, he was like, I gotta, I have to get out of here. I have to leave. And of course, my friend D was like, I'll go with you. Cause I think he was scared. He was scared of what had happened. He said he's not a believer, but whatever happened to my best friend's boyfriend had really scared him. So of course, the two guys leave and it's girls in the barn. And all of us, we were all very into the paranormal. So we were, after they had left, we were very curious to review the, the evidence and the recordings on the actual uh, digital recorder, whom my sister-in-law actually owns to this day. And she has the actual EVP, which is just bone chilling. So we rewind it, and you hear the owner of the property like, you know, if you're in here, let us know, say your name. And right after that, 
you just hear this like hiss. It was a whisper hiss, like a, it was like really loud. It was right. It was like, it was right into the actual recorder itself. And then you, that says the name and this like hiss. And then you hear Mike scream immediately after it almost, you know, like almost at the same time. And it was just, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. And so we kind of heard it and we all, you know, all right, you know, we got some evidence and we decided to leave the barn after that. And we go and start walking the grounds. It was the four of us, me, my friend Dee, my best friend and her boyfriend, the Marine. Uh, And we start walking the grounds. We go up to the front because we wanted to check out the gazebo. There's a beautiful gazebo. Um, this, This house is just gorgeous. People actually have their weddings there. And uh, we started to walk out to the gazebo, and I got this really strange feeling came over me. And I kind of stopped just like in the middle of the yard and kind of looked up and breathed in. And it was almost kind of like I, I wanted something to happen, and I'm not sure why I was inviting something. And I just am not that person, but something came over me, and it was very strange. It was almost kind of like I saw something from afar come charging at me and come past me, kind of like one of those Evil Dead movies or something. And it was a very, very strange experience. And I actually probably think that that was probably the point of contact for me. Um, but we continued to look at the gazebo. We started actually taking, um, we had a digital camera. We started taking cam- uh, pictures and we were, you know, taking snapshots. And in one of the, f- the pictures, we caught this white mist and one of the photos and we had done, you know, like a snapshot. So there was like a, a bunch of shots. And of course the, the shot before it and, and the shot after it didn't have anything in it. It was just that one shot and it was this white mist just in the middle of it. It was almost kind of like almost in the shape of a human in the middle of the picture. It was very creepy. Um, So after that, we decided to actually walk along the road. This home is on a, it's a historical marker. And there's actually, you know, one of those historical marker signs, maybe about, you know, 100 yards down the street away from the house. So we decided that I was going to take them down there so we could go read the historical marker because we kind of just a little bit probably wanted to get off the grounds a little bit and uh, so we start walking away from the house and we're on the actual street which you know still had a little bit of gravel but it was paved Um, but once you actually got past the house the two driveways where we passed the driveway where we were parked is where you know it's kind of like it was a forest it was shrubbery and stuff it wasn't dense it wasn't like you know you wouldn't be able to see anything but it was definitely there was trees and bushes and whatnot and lots of leaves had fallen on the ground it was in late September where when we had gone and uh, when we were walking along the road we heard something following us in the in the actual uh, off the road in the actual uh dense shrubbery and, and the forest itself and when we move we hear it move and we all had our flashlights. We're looking, we're looking, there's nothing there. And you could hear it was clearly footsteps. It was not animals. You know, you hear that the noise, you know, four, you know, an animals on all fours, you know. And of course, the guys that we were with were hunters. And they were like, that is a person walking. And uh, so we get down to the actual uh, marker and read the historical marker and when we were standing in front of it reading it we all had our shadows our our flashlights on the actual sign itself we hear I'm getting goosebumps something coming up from behind the marker walking towards us 
in the brush. You could hear it walking, the the, knee, the leaves crunching underneath it. And it scared us so much because we were, we were looking and it, it, it wasn't dense behind it. You could see into the woods behind it and there was nothing there. But it was almost kind of like it had come up to the actual sign itself and it was just standing there looking at us, whatever it was. And we got so freaked out that we tore out of there and we, we ran back up to the house. And I think it was after that is when I started to feel to feel ill. I started having some stomach issues and it was probably about three in the morning by then. And I had actually gone inside into the bathroom and had gotten sick in the restroom. And, uh, and actually one of the girls who was actually with us after we had done the barn session, she went out to her car um, because she was so frightened and she was asleep in her car. She wouldn't get out of her car. She was very frightened by it all. And, uh, and, uh, so I went into the restroom and I had gotten sick and we actually went back into the barn after this and did another EVP session. And it was just the four of us, me, my best friend and her boyfriend and my friend D. And we did another EVP session and all of a sudden my best friend's boyfriend, the Marine, starts complaining that his forearm is burning. And we put the flashlights on his forearm and he has what looks like a burn mark to me, like from a curling iron or a flat iron, um, on his forearm now. And he was like, all right, that's it. I've had enough. You know, I don't want to come back in here anymore. And it was, uh, after that, it was getting pretty late. And, um, one of the cliques that we were with were actually kind of bunking down in the, in the main house and they were, they were ready to go to sleep. And I was sick and, um, the, the Marine, the boyfriend was like, I don't want to be here. And so we decided that we were going to leave, that we weren't going to stay the night. And, uh, I, I just wanted, all I wanted to do was go home. I did not and in fact, where my friend lives in San Antonio, it was almost the same drive back up to Austin from where she lived. So I actually elected to drive home um, by myself. I just, I was ill. I didn't want to be ill at anybody else's house. I just wanted to get home in my bed. So I drove back to Austin the same night and I got home about five in the morning. And I just remember uh, throwing my backpack down right in the doorway of my bedroom and, you know, tearing off whatever I could and just getting into bed. I felt terrible. I had to stop a couple times to be sick. And I was just dog tired and not feeling well. And I just, you know, plopped into bed. And I woke up the next day to my phone. Uh, it was going off. It was the, the music was blaring at full blast on my phone. And I do, you know, have um, music apps and whatnot on my phone, but they are never blaring that loud. I never have the speaker up that loud. And it woke me up out of my, my sleep. It was about noon. Of course, I didn't go to bed until five. Uh, but it scared me because I got up and my phone was still in the little side mesh pocket of my backpack. And it was just on full blast. And I don't have any alarm set or whatnot. I kind of brushed it off like, okay, I don't even know what that is, but you know, maybe it's just a, a, a malfunction, trying to debunk it, trying to, to do anything. So I was sick, uh, and I kept getting sicker as the days progressed. 
as the weeks progressed, as the months progressed, and things were happening in my house. I had an, I had two cats. Well, one of them was kind of like an inside cat, but I had another cat, and they were acting strange ever since I had gotten back from there, uh, and I started hearing things in my house, and uh, I think something had followed me home from that place, and it was making me sick. I went to the doctor numerous times. I was having GI problems. I was um, the cold, and then I got the flu, and it was just one thing after another, and uh, I actually had an episode in my house. Um, I was laying in my bed, and my cat, who has hip dysplasia, who, you know, once he's on the bed, he's not a very quick mover. He could barely even jump on the couch. I actually had to lift him up on my bed. But I was laying in my bed, and to the left, I had those floor-to-ceiling blinds that are in apartments that are like those hanging, the hanging blinds where you have to, you know, you have to kind of pull them open and whatnot, but they're the floor-to-ceiling ones, and they just dangle there. And I was drifting off to sleep, and all of a sudden, I heard the sound of those, the shades, the blinds moving. And I opened my eyes and I looked to the left and about six of them are moving. And they weren't like going crazy, but they were definitely moving. And they were moving enough where like, oh, it's just the air conditioner, it's just your fan. No, they were moving quite more than any fan or your ceiling fan or the air conditioner could. I mean, I heard the noise. I didn't hear it before. Nothing had kicked on. And of course, the first thing I think is my cat, you know, my cat, you know, had peered into the, you know, he liked to, you know, look out the the sliding glass door and maybe he, he moved out and that's when the blinds move. I looked down at the foot of my bed and my cat is curled up at my feet. And that scared me a lot. Uh, I got up out of bed and uh, turned on the TV and kind of hopped back into bed and the blinds were still moving. They were slowing down and I kind of had the TV on a little bit because I was very frightened and I was watching the blinds, you know, slow down. They had moved and they were slowing down and they finally stopped. I drift back to sleep. Wake up again to the sound of the blinds. And this time when I opened my eyes, it was almost as if somebody had taken one of the blinds and pulled it out about five feet and let it go. So it would crash into all the other blinds and they were all moving. And the cat was still on the end of the bed and it scared me. I'm getting goosebumps and I just kind of shot up in my bed and I was like, you know, whoever is here, you need to leave. You're not welcome. Get out of my house. And so... You know, things were still happening in my home. I actually went down to San Antonio for the holidays. I got sick. And when I came back um, January 3rd, I was diagnosed with shingles. I'm in my early, I was in my early 30s at the time. And I just think that everything that had happened, I had so much stress in my body. Um, I, it just, it was one thing after another. And so I got diagnosed with shingles and I was like, pretty much home for about two weeks. And during that two week time period, I finally was just like, I've had enough. I went and got some sage and I cleansed my house. And I'm not sure why it took me so long to, to do that. I know the ins and outs of whatnot of what's going on. I just kind of ignored it because that's what I had done my whole life. I had had experiences and occurrences in my house and I just ignored it because that's, you know, the only way I was able to survive, you know, growing up, just random things. My mom was kind of a, a beacon 
beacon of light. And I think that things visited us all the time. And, uh, so I cleansed the house and I didn't have any activity after that. And to this day, I, you couldn't pay me to ever even drive down that street in San Antonio. I don't even like to talk about it. I, you know, I watch the ghost adventures episodes. I, I won't even watch that episode. I will never even drive down that street and I will never go on a ghost hunt ever again. And I have always had a curiosity about the paranormal. And I think that night when I went on that ghost hunt, I found what I was looking for. I found evidence that there is something going on um, after we die or, or there's something trapped on this plane who can that can come into our plane and can affect us because something did follow me home. And I will never forget that experience my entire life. Uh, so anyway, that's it. I just wanted to share my story. Thanks. Fucking chills throughout. I, I'm not like all the hair is all over my body are standing up. I've never oh. experienced a reaction like that. Like whether listening to a scary story or a movie, like I was continuously getting chills. Jennifer. What? Jennifer. Fabulous storyteller, um, by the way. I'm about to sound very, like, very, very, very weird. Like, and not, no joke. Like, this is gonna sound like I'm trying to, yeah. like, Emily was freaking make out something up and, like, the relate story. to somebody, but, like, I'm literally about to cry. I almost threw up. You have just literally talked, said something that happened when I was a kid, and it didn't happen like how you said it happened, because mine like, was very different, I'm about to tell, but, like, I know the place you're talking about. I grew up in San Antonio. I used to go here. <laughs> I'm gonna be sick. Like, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. Not even kidding. I used to go here with my friends. Like, I probably went twice. Uh, the first time I went to this place that she's talking about, it, like, it's over close to my neighborhood in Alma Heights. Um, down Austin Highway, and we went there for the first time. It's beautiful, like she said, and they, I remember sitting in my friend's Suburban and them being like, oh, it's haunted, like, you know, like, whatever, and we just kind of drove by. The second time, we pulled over and we parked, and we all got out, and we were standing there outside in the yard, like, looking at the house, and I remember just feeling, like, so peaceful, and it was just so beautiful. We turn around, and there's a horse. There's, like, a horse on the, the other horse. side of the yard. Um, like, on there's a street, and it was, like, on the other side right there mm -hmm. behind a fence. And I nobody thought anything of it. It was, like, there's probably a horse farm around here, yeah. you know? And so, like, it's just here. And so we all just ran over there, like, to go see it. And so it came close to the fence, and we all actually pet this freaking horse. And I remember feeling weird. Like, I remember feeling like, oh, yeah, this place is fucking spooky. Like, it's creeping me out. And I was 16, so, like, I... And I remember that was around the time that we had played that Ouija board joke on my friends and my with my family. And my dad had turned off all the lights. And we were all into spooking, spooky things. Yeah. So, like... For me to feel, like, creeped out was, like, unusual, but it wasn't like we were in the house or the barn or anything. We were just kind of, like, in the field. And so it was whatever. We left. Legit, you guys, like, a week later, 
out of nowhere, I just wanted to take my friend to the place. Like, I was like, you have to see this house. It's haunted as fuck. Like, you have to see it. And she was like, yeah, let's go. It was right next to her house. So it was going to be like a five-second drive. Yeah. We turn the corner. I'm going to, like, I'm going straight down the street, about to turn down that street. And at that, like, the red light, there's, like, a, there's a stoplight, like, right by it. I total my Suburban. Total it. What? I almost kill somebody. What do you this mean? This has had, like, a detriment. Like, it had a huge effect on my life for, like, a long time. It still does when I think about it. Like, a legit, if somebody had been in that passenger seat, they would have died in a second. How did And the fact that, like, the lady. How did I, uh, this is the crazy part. I wasn't, I was 16 at the time. I yeah. had just gone, picked my friend up, said, we're going to this haunted yeah. house. Mm. We're going to go, like, look around. You don't strike me as one who'd be, like, speeding down the street. I wasn't, and it's on a road you could speed down. There's lights. There's stoplights. And I remember it being green. And I do not, do not think it was red. But, like, according to everything else, it was a stopped light. Everybody was stopped. I do not remember that. And the fact that we weren't even going that fast... Everything just, like, it was almost like I blacked out and woke up to everything was, like, destroyed. Yeah. In front of me. And we were right there at the turn. And I was just shocked. Like, and I, and, like, I just remembered that all happened. I didn't think anything about it, right? So, a month later, school starts. This was during the summer when I was, when it happened. Like, I totaled my car and stuff. So, school starts. And I get really fucking sick, like really sick to the point where I was in the hospital for like over two months. Yeah. And I missed a lot of my senior year of high school. And Jennifer, it was with gastrointestinal issues. Like it was, they thought it was ulcerative colitis, but it wasn't. And so I had like five colonoscopies. Jesus. I was in and out of the hospital. And... I'm, like, fucking mind-blown right now because it was all around the time (laughs) that I went to that place. And I will never go back because of the totaled car. That kind of scarred me in itself, and I just didn't know. Like, I was, like, that whole thing was weird. I don't know how it happened. I'm not that... I'm, like, I'm a good... Like, I'm not just saying this, but I'm a good driver. Yeah, you're not reckless. I don't. I don't have, like, a record on me of incidents. Yeah. So... The whole thing just has, like, scarred me for life, obviously. But then, like, to connect those dots? I mean, so when Jennifer said that she basically, like, asked something to come, like, she felt compelled to do it. Yeah. And she didn't know why. I've heard about that before where people, like, it's very paranormal and they're like, I have to do this thing and I don't know why I'm doing it. And in my right mind, I know I shouldn't be doing it, but something is telling me I have to do it. Yeah. Did you feel that way when you were like, we have to go see this house right now? ears burn red because, like, it was when we were with the horse that I was like, I wish, like, something would appear to make this spooky. And I'm getting, like, I'm, like, getting, like, all, like, oh, my God, I'm getting... I think that horse is haunted. It's either... And I don't... 
and like it's I'm the like devil. really fucking like paranoid right now. I have the most chills that <laughs> I I've do ever too. Had. Oh my we, god, this has never okay. happened before. We have and been I doing this. That, that vivid memory of that uh, that day with that horse with my friends and remembering everything that I thought and remembering how I felt, remembering leaving, that and then story remembering a week later wanting to take this girlfriend that I would like. Why we were sixteen? Like why would we do that? Yeah, you know we would have never. And I total my car and then get extremely you, sick. The thing that freaks me out is you are like adamant that it was a green light. Mm-hmm. I am. It's like and yeah. something crazy. Something you know came over yeah. you. Like, and I'm yeah. probably the most unparalleled per- group person in the group. Like, I haven't seen anything. We have been ever. doing this. This is our 46th <laughs> episode. Ever. I have legitimately never felt Mm-mm. this fucking. I don't. Shook. I will never. Like, I Mm-mm. won't fucking. I won't fucking drive past it. Like, that's how fucking like <laughs> uh, grossed out I am by the whole thing. Wow. Like, I will never go back. Mm-hmm. Boy, Jennifer, you got us going. Mm-hmm. You really got us going. Damn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, something's I wrong with that talk horse. I to Jennifer. I feel like Jennifer like, and I need to have a phone call. It's like mm-hmm. an omen or something. I mean, Jennifer's in Austin. We need to be like, Jennifer, Jennifer we should probably we go need to have dinner. a sit down. <laughs> yeah. Because that's crazy. And yeah. honestly, the illness ended so abruptly. And, like, there was no answer to it. It just was over. That's so strange. And you didn't have anything like that before that summer? No. Like, no But issues. also, I'm a very, like, spiritual person where I ver- I do talk to myself and, like, things a lot. Like, I'll feel like things are around and I'll talk to them, yeah. you know? And so, like, that could have played a part in, like, the reason, like, I don't feel it stuck to me. Mm. You know? But I do kind of feel now that something fucking stuck to me and came with me and then did not want me to go back. Dude. I've had things follow me. I haven't gotten sick like that, but I've I've had things follow me home from New Orleans twice. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Ugh. Maybe that's what's actually wrong with me. Maybe that's why I have these fucking migraines yeah. all the time. <laughs> These are all of our illnesses. Jesus Christ. Dude, but insane story. And, like, yeah, for real. Like, that storytelling. My God. I mean. Beautiful. I am, I have chills still. Yeah. I, the story was great, but your connection is, like, holy shit. Insane. That is, I would love to hear from anyone else who's been there and had that experience because there's no way that you're the only two. No. I know. There's no way. I'm scared. Like, I don't even, I don't even know if I can, like, handle... Yeah, that's a pl- that's a place I'm not trying to go. I I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I need to look back on the history. I know quite a bit of it, mm-hmm. but like it'd be interesting now to look back knowing this. Yeah. And wow. Thinking about it. You know, ghoul talk is usually a little lighthearted, but yeah. we this really we went we went deep and we went dark. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. I'm glad All we right. did though. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I feel like we gotta leave it there. Okay, kids? I think so. Send your stories to us, the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. Dude, for real, who knows who would have like a similar experience as you and then yeah. you just feel so like enlightened, honestly. Woof. True. And until next time, please stay spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs>